Hello and welcome to the Just In Stride podcast. I'm your host, Justin Pugliese. If you love endurance sports, you've definitely come to the right place. On this show, we'll talk to athletes, coaches, and professionals who can help us reach our true potential. Being a student of distance running for over 10 years and interviewing people in the sport for the last five, I've learned a ton, but there's always more to discover. Everyone has a story, and I know you'll resonate with each of our guests as we embark on this new journey together. Join us at home, on the road, or while you run. Together, we'll have some fun. So follow along on Instagram at JustinStridePod and your favorite podcast platform and prepare to be inspired. Come along for the ride with Just In Stride. This episode is presented by our friends at Exact Nutrition, a tasty and healthy way for you to fuel your body before, during, and after a solid training session. I can't leave the house without a few fruit bars in my pocket and they never make it back home. Exact is offering you 15% off your order when you use the code JUSTINSTRIDE. So head to exactnutrition.com and fuel your goals today. The thing I love most about sport, other than the actual sport itself, is the opportunity to connect with like-minded people who share the same passion. Connecting at races, practices, or even community events where acquaintances can become lifelong friendships. On today's episode of Justin Stride, I touch base with marathoner Rodrigo Gomez Ruiz. Rodrigo found track and field at a young age, but only started running later on. For him, it was a way to cope with loss in his life. Then, through his local community, he found the confidence to train for and tackle big goals, such as the Boston Marathon. But what is most apparent is his passion for the sport how profoundly it has impacted his personal growth and his openness to learning something new with each stride he takes. Rodrigo, welcome to Just In Stride podcast. Hola, Justino. How are you? It's it's great to be with you, my friend. It's always a privilege to be with you and thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I mean, mean, we're connected through our our coach, which, uh, which is kind of funny, but, you know, got to meet in Berlin last year and uh, yeah, we amongst the crowd of of people, we somehow found each other in this in this mess in this, in this mess in the sea of everyone kind of trying to get to the bathrooms, trying to find the start, trying to do the bag drop, you know, all that stuff. But that was uh, pretty funny and got a, a good photo out of it too before the race started. Yeah, yeah, it's well. Uh... I believe I'm getting older, my friend. So it's like in those things that were meant to be, you know, uh, which were the odds, as you were mentioning. We, we were talking about 30,000 people. Mm-hmm. You're walking around in, in, in the Reichstag garden, you know, it's humongous. And, and all of a sudden, Rodrigo just, <laughs> and it was like, you know, like we always, I don't know, like we were friends for a long time. So. No, mm-hmm. it's 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 great to have a connection with people like you, and more in that sense. I don't know that when it feels really natural. I don't know how to say. Yeah, so, and I find you know we don't live in the same place at all. Well, now we no. live even further apart. But uh, at the time, I was in Canada, and then you were in Mexico, of course, and connected through our coach John Lafranco, which is pretty awesome. And. Uh, you know, John's really good at that too. I like that he does that. He'll he'll shoot me a message too, and he'll say so and so is running a race near where you are now, and why don't you go check it out and or connect with this person? And I always appreciate that. Now, John is this person, which I believe is uh, 
as you mentioned, a connector, but also such a leader. I don't know how to, to say. He, he tells you what is best to you, even though he's not like 24-7 on you. I don't know if I'm making myself clear. He's, 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 hi, hi, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hi, John. Yeah. He's a great person. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So did you feel like, you know, we both had our own race days that day and, um, you know, we traveled quite a ways to get there. And how was that experience for you? Was it everything that you, you expected and everything you hoped? Well, uh, it's been a while, you know, it's 20, it's been almost a year. Uh, for me, Berlin Marathon was such a great place to be. Uh, I don't know. Whenever you travel to a different country, obviously you get the contrast of being there, especially in a different continent. Uh, and and there's always these myths about the locals where you come, these uh, stereotypes, let's say it that way. And it's always the German stereotype. That's the first one. Germans are so uh, uh, cold, you know, people that do not have feelings and blah, blah, blah. And my first impression was all the country. Germans are so warm. So when I arrived to, to, to first to, to Berlin, it was amazing how I was welcomed. Mm -hmm. uh, well, we flew to through Amsterdam and then we took a train from Amsterdam to, to Berlin. Uh, and, and since then, uh, I was in this cabin with a lot of Germans, right? And, and we were chatting about the marathon, about Germany, about a lot of stuff. And it was like, who think these people are cold, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm talking not young people as me. <laughs> I'm 43, right? No, these persons were a uh, 50-something, 60-something entrepreneurs or retired people who were so warm. So since then is when you start to realize that realize that you are being welcomed to that you you're in the place you're supposed to be. Right. So it started for me like that. So then uh, we we arrived to Berlin. It was my wife's first time in Berlin, so she was amazed. Uh, and, and then the race day, the previous race day, I don't know how was it for you, but for me, it was the calm before the storm. It was my, it has been the only marathon that I was really calm. Well, yeah. Really calm before running the next day. I was really confident of what I was supposed to do, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I also had therapy. I have to tell you, <laughs> one day before, with I have this amazing coach. She's an Argentinian girl, and and she is a psych a, a psychologist. Sorry, specialized in sports. Uh, so uh, you know. We have, obviously, because our, we are from different backgrounds in, in, in Latin America, we have different mindset. Uh, and we normally have this mindset of taking care instead of going for it. We don't want to lose what we already got. Well, at least in my case, I, 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 I realized that I did not want to lose whatever I had before because what I had before was a sub three in New York. And, and everybody's like, wow, you did sub three in New York. And it was like, 
yes, <laughs> you know, and, and I was nervous of not achieving an, another thing like that in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me, dude, stop focusing on not losing that sub three. Get your attention on going for that sub three here. Win it. Mm-hmm. That changed it. And, and, and that was, uh, till now, I, I can tell you Berlin has been, for me, a marathon in every sense that that I enjoyed since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Berlin is such an amazing city. Such an amazing city. So, uh, and you got time to enjoy the city before the marathon too? Did you show up to kind no, of... No, after. After okay. no 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 I I I I learned it you know the mm-hmm. first times uh, that you well for instance my first major was Chicago uh, and when I went to Chicago I made the mistake of arriving before and trying to do the tour obviously it was it was it was a good race it was a three o four but in Chicago my main mistake was that that I walked along tour a lot and that touring I uh, obviously had something to do with my with my development so in the case of Berlin I realized that I had to arrive just with enough time for letting the jet lag to pass right yeah because we're well you know are, are in that continent right you are <laughs> you are European right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but uh, but no a uh, we have to get used with this jet lag thing, right? At least you have to give it two days. Mm-hmm. And after the jet lag, uh, you, you, you are ready, you know? So mm-hmm. I arrived three days before or two days before, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then run and then I spent some time in, in, that, in your new continent. Okay, nice. Yeah, yes. so yeah, I and I know now jet lag better than I ever have because like I've, I've done a few back and forth across the ocean now and in short periods of time but it takes me a good like three four days (laughs) to kind of like find my bearings again you're just so tired yeah and you're like why am i tired you're like of course it's the jet lag but it's like you want to get back to normal life but it just doesn't happen that that way well in that sense i have to tell you i have an advantage different than you i am a father so the kids don't let you sleep yeah. <laughs> so I I like I, I have this advantage, you know, like like I can deal with it better yeah. than you, my friend. But no, I, speaking speaking, frankly, uh, uh, it's horrible. Jet lag is horrible. Um. So you mentioned the calmness that came over you, like obviously through your sports uh, therapy. But mm-hmm. what went well in your build that would have uh, maybe made you believe that you were so well prepared for that race? Hmm. I just realized it until I was when we were in the corrals. That is when I just realized it. Well, I believe that we, every human being, when it gets to the time that he or she has to, to you know, to to do whatever they've been preparing for, uh, they are nervous, even though you are, you know. I don't know, uh, Michael Jordan or whoever. Uh, but it's until you're there that you realize that, yes, you're ready for it. Uh, and it will be funny, but 
I I realized that I was very well prepared for this marathon because I stopped for peeing. No, <laughs> no, really. I'm, I'm a kilo, kilo, I have this thing that every five k, sorry, that every marathon in the first five k, I have to stop to pee. It's just like this <laughs> psychological thing that I have. So when I made my stop, I check on my Garmin and I was on time. So I was like, oh, <laughs> this will not affect me that much, you know. And then I've been doing this checkup every sixteen kilometers. In, in, it was the first time I, I used this strategy. So in Berlin, what I say is I divided the, the race into three blocks. The first one, 16, the next one, 16, and then it's only a 10K race. Mm-hmm. After the first 16, when I realized like, well, it has been 16 and I'm doing great. Wow. That's when I realized this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And 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 then I'd say the final K that the final two K were, were obviously yeah, you're totally broken. I I I did not feel this faintiness, you know. It's like like I had enough power to to close the race, and, and I, it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. How many have you done now? Like how many world majors and how many marathons have you have you? Well, heard? I've been doing. I have done six marathons, and I have done five majors oh. uh, but the majors that i've done is I've, I've done boston twice actually my last marathon was this year's boston mm. uh, well we can talk about boston yeah you know that's a different episode but but yeah i've been doing five majors uh, i have the goal of doing the the six stars at least three times. That's my personal goal. Uh, because it's why? Because it gives you the the well, obviously because they're amazing, but also the majors. What they have is that is this chance to to travel all around the world into amazing places, right? Uh, but I am pretty sure that you have run marathons that are not the majors, and you can always tell. Yeah. I know, I know, CIM. I know. CIM, it's, <laughs> I have not been there, Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's not a major. I don't know no. how to say it, you know, and the major is, is the major. And actually this Boston was the first time I decided to take my whole family because normally my wife comes with me, you know, it's like her price also because without her support, I will not be there. Mm-hmm. But this time I decided to take the whole family to, to Boston. So why Boston? Because it was Kipchoge's first Boston, right? Uh, it's Boston. So I wanted my, my, my kids to see the, the, this iconic race to be happening around them and to realize what running means, you know? Imagine that your first contact with, with a marathon race is Boston. I believe it has an impact, you know? Mm-hmm. But even though if it was not Boston, say it was London, it was Berlin, it was uh, whichever major, I will, I, I, I think that they will have this experience that it, that it will, it will be amazing for, amazing, sorry for them, you know, like that you're running in this race where everybody who is there has been training a lot to be there, right? Because this is what happens in, in, in any major especially in Boston, but but in any major, whoever is running a major, he or she realizes that 
it implies a lot of effort, it implies a lot of resources, it implies a lot of work. And well, I've I've my the only race that I have run that is not a major is Mexico City, but it's another story. Because I play as local. I I believe you have to run your own town uh, marathon. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I ran Zurich this year, so that's my new I, 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 well, <laughs> how was it? It was fun. Yeah, it was good. Perfect weather. Uh, conditions were good. Um, similar exp- like similar performance to Berlin, I'd say. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. Altimetry? I, sorry? Altimetry, how was it? Is it flat? Yeah, pretty flat. Yeah, pretty flat here. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a good day, you know. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, it was it was fun to be amongst the people. I mean, uh, funny short story, but the bag drop was like a kilometer past the start line. Uh huh. And uh, and I didn't know where it was. I assumed it would be close, or we'd have somewhere we could drop, and they bring them somewhere. But we, I had to run. I showed up because I live so close to the start. I just you know, we, we showed up, you know, not, not long before, maybe 20 minutes before, but by the time I figured it all out, my corral had already left. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I took <laughs> off in like group, you know, they, I think it was A, B, C, you know, and so on and so forth, but I took off in like group D or something like that. So the Ooh. first like 5k was just Hell. going through the zoo. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I had already ran like two fast kilometers, like leading yeah, to, <laughs> to the start. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, but you know, serves me right for showing up uh, last minute, but it was quite far. So yeah, you have to, you kind of had to run it um, because it was not, not close by. But uh, no, it was uh-huh. a good race for sure. It was fun to experience a different culture and race uh, overseas, you know, and, um, you know, kind of see a bit more of what I've already been discovering around here. So, yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 see, I see your point. But anyways, I, the thing is, is it that, that whenever you run a, a major, I, well, I always say this to, to, to people when they ask me, you run? And I say, yes. What do you run in marathons? And I, and I, I hope that, Every human being, I don't know if I, I understand that it's impossible that every human being run a marathon, but what I hope is that everybody have the same level of experience in whichever sport, it doesn't have to be run, but in whichever sport they are practicing, that they have the same level of experience in terms of being in touch with yourself that we experience every time that we're in, in, in marathons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the biggest gift in our sport. Yeah, connecting with that that feeling and uh I mean the process of going through the the training block and everything and mm-hmm. um the race itself is always you know, it's always a challenge. Like I've run over I think over ten now. Um and it's just never the same. It just sometimes you feel you're so well prepared and it goes not as planned and sometimes you're not as well prepared and it goes amazing. So it's, uh, it's really like that. And you really know marathons alike. And do you think you're, you think you're, cause you said you brought your kids to Boston and like, uh-huh. I mean, for an adult, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a playground. It's, um, you don't recognize Boston as a city, um, when you're there for race weekend. Cause I actually went back when it wasn't, the Boston Marathon for the first time, and um, 
you know, I was kind of shocked. I didn't recognize the city at all because like there wasn't any runners around. There wasn't any pop-ups or, you know, tents and stuff. It's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, that the streets are bare. But do you think your kids are of age where they could really like grasp that? And, and do you think it connects them also to what their dad is trying to accomplish? Well, it's funny. Uh, if I go to my own experience, and, and I don't know if it's uh, with you also, but when I try to recall my, my youth, you know, like being two years old, that is the case of Elias, which is my youngest, or five years old, which is Maximilianos, which is my oldest, my, my, my recall of that period is almost none. In, in terms of memory, you know, I do not have a, the clear memory of that, of that, but I do have the clear feeling of that. So what my wife and I have been trying to do with the kids is is we, we totally comprehend that we are not creating the memory in terms of, I recall being in, because then we went to, to Montreal after after Boston Marathon, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say we went, we went to Biodome. Or to Park Omega, Omega, uh, see Park Omega. Oh, you right? went there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. We have, we have you, your other town is wow. Anyways, <laughs> uh, perhaps they don't recall exactly when they saw the the moose or or the wolves or or whatever, you know. But they do have this feeling of being there, and that's I believe the most important thing. Or that's, I believe, the things how you learn the most, right? Mm-hmm. So what I what I believe is that, or what I was seeking is to give them this experience of, of, of feeling the adrenaline that was flowing all the way around in, 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 uh, in Boston. Because I, well, in Boston, I don't know if you have heard of them. I believe you, well, I'm pretty sure you have, the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Um, I am friend with with the uh, founders with uh, uh, Dan Fitzgerald and uh, Justin. I always sorry, Justin. I, I forgot. It's okay. Uh, uh, the other Justin, the other uh, <laughs> well, the other founder. Sorry, I forgot his name. We'll uh, call them Dan and Justin. Exactly, <laughs> and and them uh, they have obviously their, their store at the Heartbreak Hill, so they hosted my family there. So imagine being there in this super important hub where this energy happens, where, where they are locals. So every, at least every, say, five minutes, a heartbreaker must pass through. So imagine the, the energy of the, of, of the cheering group, you know? Mm-hmm. So imagine that you're this kid standing there and seeing people cheering up for someone who's running. And then all of a sudden comes your dad. And makes him stop and gives you a kiss and a hug, and then he goes. Mm-hmm. I hope that I made an impression of them for good. I hope that I made them realize, and maybe not through running. I obviously I would love them to run, but but more to to get in touch with achieving what they are seeking. To to get in to get in touch with with being themselves. Again, that's the biggest thing that we have here in, in, in running. We get in touch with ourselves in every training, in every small run, in every long run, in every 
mini jog in in after runs you know uh, you know i'm part of this team great team amazing team in mexico that's called dromo uh, every time that we come in in after training say a slow uh, uh and in a recovery run but we gather together everything that is involved in running at least for me makes me more rodrigo Mm-hmm. And I wanted to transmit them that, to be in touch with the possibility of always coming back to what they are already. Because when you're a kid, you are, right? Maximiliano is Maximiliano. He doesn't give up <laughs> yeah. about anybody else, right? Yeah. He doesn't care of who, who thinks what of him. You know, he wears this uh, dinosaur shirt, like, 10 days in a row and he doesn't care if it's uh, spotted <laughs> with pizza sauce, you know, he just do it. But in our case, we don't. Or for instance, that's why I'm wearing my Metallica shirt. Uh, Elias loves Metallica. Imagine a two-year-old boy <laughs> yeah. who loves Metallica. Actually, he, he just got his drums. Now he plays Metallica. So uh, what I try to transmit them is to, to, to always return to that state in where they are and which in sometimes me as an adult get lost because of living the normal life because of being part of this uh, world where I supposed to do blah where working problems are there where uh, dealing with other adults <laughs> there also you know yeah. uh, so the, the whole idea of bringing them to, to this major, especially to Boston, and obviously uh, another reason is you and I ran a Berlin with Kipchoge. Mm-hmm. And I, I recall that every time that we, when we came, when we entered, remember when we crossed the, 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 the finish line, remember this sign in cardboard, new WR with, yeah. the, with the timing. And it was yeah. like, I just ran with the with a world record, right? Right. So this time I, I was thinking of, of, of doing that thing. Obviously in Boston the, the possibilities of achieving a world record were not were not there. You know, Boston is not for that. Right. But but these guys managed to see this superhuman in all senses passing through. And that was something I wanted to give to them, you know, to, to see these athletes going through there, you know, see the, the, all the, the African, American, the Mexicans, elite runners, whoever runner, you know, came through. And then <laughs> a lot of kilometers apart. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I believe we, we, we accomplished it. Yeah. And I think through running too, you, you probably feel that you can be a kid again too, right? It takes you out of your everyday life and um, allows you just to focus on something that's completely not connected to the, to the rest of it. And do you think like, you know, when you look back at yourself as a kid, could you ever have projected that you'd be here oh. doing this, you know? No, 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 amigo, no. Ooh. If I tell you, when I was a kid, I was this kid that was overprotected by his mom. So uh, when I was very young, I am, I am the oldest of three. My mother was very uh, worried about me having any injury, right? 
So my dad was this very into sports guy. He was a national uh, team player in Mexico in basketball. Uh, uh, national team, you know, uh, seleccionado, that's how we call them. But he was very good, but but I was like this kid that was kind of fragile, very, very, um, I don't recall, very shy kid, you know. Mm. Uh, my dad always wanted me to be into sports, but my mother did not, so I was overprotected. One day I was in, in school, I was, I don't recall if I was 11 or 10 years old. I was doing hurdles. And I was winning the race. We had this internal competition that was called the Mini Olympics. So I was winning it. And in the last obstacle, I normally jumped with the right leg and pulled the, the left one. But the, the last obstacle was placed earlier. So I jumped with the left and pulled the right. But when I landed the left one, my femur broke into two pieces. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And we did not realize it because in those days, or even these days, people do not go into those kind of analysis. But I was born with this uh, defect into the femur where where it was already broken. It, it was just a matter of time. So... It was it was a period when I obviously recovered, got surgery and whatever. In my mind, there I realized that athletics was not anymore for me. You know, athlete, athlete, uh, track and field for me it was like never again. Mm-hmm. How come? Um, and even more sports. My mother was right. You know, that's why she was so. <laughs> <laughs> You hate to say your mom's right, but yeah. Exactly, my mom was right, but yeah, yeah. she was right. No, uh, you know, mothers uh, or girls have this, I believe we all have the, we will have it, but they are much more in touch with this sixth sense, you know. So she she was feeling it. That was, that's all what, what she was doing. Anyway, I got this injury, uh, this injury, and I was barely into sports because of whatever, you know, I was too afraid until my last high school year, I did again hurdles and I win a, won a medal. That was good. Uh, but then, back. yeah, but I was not in sports. I was into, I was into girls. I was into partying. I was into drinking because we in Mexico, uh, unfortunately, and this, I have to say, in Mexico, we have this access to alcohol in a very, very, very young age, my first, say my first uh, uh, borrachera, I don't recall how to say borrachera. Well, you know, my first alcoholic beverage. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. No, no, my first alcoholic beverage was when I was 12. No, it must, my first party where I passed out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was when I was 13 years old. So imagine that. So we we are uh, we are in some sense, or at least my generation was a little bit mixed up. That instead of being into sports, we weren't partying that long. So I was not thinking ever to be a runner. I was thinking to be a person. Not were sports? Yes, there were. You know, I I I'm Mexican. I we we always like to play soccer, but it's like 
perhaps a Saturday with my friends, not not in the normal basis, not training for it. Uh, then I arrived to to college, and in college I became part of the college uh, soccer team, but you know, never as a priority. It's always like a like a side. And I came to run as a cure for my losses. Uh, well, I was into this period of drinking and partying and whatever, this self-destroying period. I well, I would not say destroying. I was. I would let me correct it. Kind of preparing for this cleanse period, mm-hmm. you know, like going through the bottom to rise up. And then my my brother died in a car accident. So I, that's when I started running. I I I, I step aside of, of soccer. My my brother and I played at the same team. So I, I said like no no more soccer for me. It's time for me to run. And I was running just I, I was very proud of me because I ran a mile per day. Yeah, no, no. I was I, I recall once being talking to someone and oh I run a mile per day. Yeah, so super tough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and then um, I carry on running and running. I did some Spartan races. Then my father died, and I did my first half marathon. And then that's when I I, I find in running the place for again for curing myself for for letting things go to. It was not planned. At least for me, I, I was say, for instance, my my oldest kid, Maximiliano, he, he loves running. He always says to me, "And this is awful, man." Because say a Saturday that I come back for from a long run, you know, I really work out. He is like, "Dad, let's do some races," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everything is is painful, you know." I, and obviously, I do my best you know whatever i can bring to that yeah uh, but he's into running he likes running i was not that kid mm-hmm. I, I actually was kind of intellectual when i was a kid i was more into getting good grades in school and, and that kind of stuff but okay. only until 12 I, I just when when i broke my leg it's like a one changing point yeah yeah that's crazy but uh, so when did you let go of the um... The partying and the like did that also continue you know you found running to cope with with loss and with the challenges in your life but like it wouldn't have been you know a lot of people might resort to alcohol or something else as a vice to to get through those moments uh, no you know i am an addict i i, I am an alcoholic in and uh, when i say addict i am sitting in a, in a good sense not in the bad version of it it's a good sense of it and uh, god gave me this gift so i'm intense i'm intense in everything i do so when i was partying i was very intense when my brother died i i hit bottom i, I got into a lot of problems and that's when I realized I have to quit drinking. But I'm this addict. I have this gift. I have this intensity in my life. Mm-hmm. So how come that I, I can change it for good? So, uh, yeah, I find in running this another addiction for good, for my health. But but also, uh, 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 also in running... 
I I just realized uh, that I have this this thing going on, this this addiction thing. That's how I got injured right now. Because of the same thing, right? Because I don't want it to stop, even though my leg was telling, stop, man, it's time to stop. You know, I'm, I'm really in pain, man, stop. And, and, and we runners don't like to stop. You're not stopping. But anyway, returning to your question, is it's like in running, I found this new addiction where I can be not doing damage to myself on this, this injury. Mm-hmm. So I have just to, to to redefine this re, this uh, society that I have with running. Nowadays, okay. that's something that I have been talking to to my doctor. He 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 said to me, "Well, uh, sorry to give a little bit of of context. I had been in surgery for tendinosis that I created myself. That tendinosis, because I train a lot of of heels a lot. I, I love I love climbing." Uh, so, I don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love climbing. I don't like going downhills. I love climbing. Yeah. Uh, so my doctor told me, you know what? You burned yourself. Literally, your tendon got burned by yourself. You have to rethink it. You have to. I'm not saying that you're not going to be fast. I'm not saying that you're not going to be carry on. If that's what you want, breaking your your limits, your records, or whatever. No, it's not that. It's that you have to refine your relation with with you. And that's what I've been doing since I discovered running, and I'm thankful. I am thankful for that, because even though I got injured with through this injury, I have been able to redefine myself again because of running and mm-hmm. that's what running gives you i believe or or any sport in in, in i believe that that's i can talk for both of us in our case running gives us just a chance to redefine ourselves to 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 always be as you mentioned there are some races that you are very well prepared or at least you think so and obviously you don't my last Boston, for instance, or or you are there are races that you believe that you're not that good, mm-hmm. and then you go and break it. For instance, Berlin. Mm-hmm. Until I got you know this conversation that I mentioned before with my psychologist. Yeah, and this this uh, the injury you're talking about is the one you're currently facing right now. Yeah, is that correct? And so, if you look at this injury, because you it required you know you to go through surgery. Mm-hmm. what was the the telling point what was the i'm curious like what brings you to this this moment where you know now you gotta re- rehabilitate stop running and stuff can that be prevented i always think about those things when people go through you know surgeries and, and whatnot well i believe that every injury can be pre- uh, prevented that's something i've been learning uh, I I've got myself here because of ego, my friend. I got myself here because I was too proud enough not to stop. Because what I, I 
I got mixed up between pushing further and damaging myself. I, 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 and that's a, a very thin line that we are always facing. In 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 this case, it was through running, but I believe it's it's in 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 daily basis. Say a financial decision, say a moment where you. I am very explosive, right? So, say that someone crosses me in in the street, you know, with a car, and I'm like, and you don't know who's in front. Uh, so, what I believe is that in my case, this injury came to me, or 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 or, or was something I did to myself, so to that I can recall that yes, I am taking myself into care through sports. But also, but also, I am, if, if I'm not centered in, in, in what it is best for me, I can do that much to myself. And that's the biggest lesson here. Uh, I, I say this as, a, as an alcoholic. Again, we, we believe, well, at least me. That because of not drinking, then I am cured. <laughs> no, or that I am not uh, in any risk. And that's not necessarily truth. What this injury told me is that even though I was doing the best thing that was supposed to be doing for me, you know, like breaking boundaries, showing up all day, doing diet, go to the gym, Resting, I, I, I believe I was resting. I was not <laughs> for sure. You know, uh, going to to the physio, the massage, and no, my friend, I was not doing it right. I, and, and the biggest thing that I that I can tell to you in this moment, as a consequence of that, uh, or or the biggest learning right now is, I I I don't. I don't know the name of of, of this uh, of this book in English. I suppose is that Divine Comedy. Uh, I, I forgot the name of the author. Anyways, in the Divine Comedy, when you go into the hell chapter, the guy that is Virgilio, the the the, the Roman philosopher, said to the author that then again, sorry, I I just don't recall the name, and at the entrance of the of the hell, there's a signal, a signal I believe that 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 reads in Spanish is El Camino al Infierno está lleno de buenas intenciones, which I will literally translate: the road to hell is fulfilled with good intentions. That's a very that's a thin line, and that's how I got into this injury. I was doing the best I believe for me it was my best intention not to obviously I was not running for harming me but I was doing the damage so it can be prevented mm. yes you, you, you can prevent that you you can come and say with technology I'm not you know the, the devices need a lot of, of improvement but but yeah with with a good coach with a good with good uh, with with Rather than a good coach, with with a lot of humbleness from yourself, you have to say it's time to stop. Mm -hmm. 
that's in the end what you have to learn to, to prevent yourself from harming yourself. And it can be done. And do you, you think you, you think you could have stepped back at a certain point? Like, was this leading up to Boston uh, that you were feeling well, this this no, way? No, I ha- it's it's super funny. I have it since almost three years ago. Okay, that's why I'm telling you. It's I ran New York with this. I ran Berlin with this. I ran, I ran my first Boston with this. I ran my second Boston with this. It was until this Boston that that my leg was like, dude, it has been enough, right? Mm-hmm. So I came to this Boston with an injury of. A, like 28, 28 millimeters. When I got into surgery, I finished with an injury of four centimeters. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, perhaps it was time not to running, not of not for running this Boston, for instance. Mm-hmm. But I was in this in this trip of man, I have trained a lot. I have because I was I was doing great time. I was super fit. I was whatever. And I thought it is my time for the revenge in Boston, you know, because my first Boston was awful. <laughs> I, and, and because of this ego thing, I, I pushed myself a lot. But there's so the, the flip side of the story is that I would not change this Boston for anything, just for looking to my family at the start of Heartbreak Hill. And believe me, Justin, this injury came with me really present since kilometer number two. It was there, you know, like, like really like, okay, Rodrigo, you wanted it? <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to, to not to finish it because of the pain. But just for that moment of being there, it was worth it. But you see that that, that that's the, the decisions that we have to be able to to make and to change. Uh, yeah, it was great to be with my family. Was it worth it? Yeah. But perhaps it was not this time. And then carry on running. Mm-hmm. Or, or perhaps it was, I've been in this idea. I'm sorry if I'm getting philosophical here. It's okay. But... but but through my life, I've been learning that even though we have free will, there is a destiny. So it's a mixture of both, of both things, right? Things have to happen the way they happen. Just how you arrive to those things is your own decision. That's that's the way I see in life. Everything so, happens for a reason, right? Exactly. So again, it was it is my ego saying that we can prevent injuries because it feels like that. But perhaps we can't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I believe we have to be humble enough to prevent. Right. Where Where do you feel like you saw the greatest improvement in your in your running? When I started to build base. <laughs> that's that's the biggest secret of all. When when uh, well, and another thing, when I stopped running for showing up. For showing up, not for showing up, uh, not for sho- not for showing up. Sorry, the word is for showing off. Uh-huh. Uh At least in Mexico, they're running. Uh, this is my interpretation only, but I feel that the running is, uh, scenery has has become this place where everybody is like, 
oh yeah, see me, I am running the race. 34 I just feel that here is my time, and here is my record, and here is my with social media and with a sport as friendly as running where you can achieve things too too soon, right? Because you run your first K, say, in 40 minutes, your first 5K, and then you go and make it in 30 minutes, and then you go and break it to 20. I don't know, I'm just saying numbers. But that gives you a wrong idea, you know, of, oh, I'm too good, and I'm showing up, and then, but when you cut that thing off and, and start focusing on, on, on the privilege of running, like, I, I, the base I enjoy the most is the, the base building base, rather than the speed race or the long runs, no, that the base, the base is amazing because it's, 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 it's the joy ride, you know, it's, it's just, uh, in my case, my base is between 5.45 and 6 minutes per K, super slow, short, short, wide, wide, you know, yeah. it's like uh, listening to podcasts like yours, uh, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, or, or to your own music, uh, perhaps you go that day early or perhaps you go that day afternoon i don't know those days and that's where where, where you get in touch aside of the of the physical benefits i believe that you get in touch with the joy of doing this stuff and if you are enjoying it the result is immediate it's like when you when you turn the fast is just a quest is just in my experience the fast is just a consequence of how much you are enjoying yourself yeah, you know, the speed comes after. Yeah, well, I, obviously there are factors like like uh, strength, like how much you have been hitting certain times. Training is or training is important. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's not; it do not. But I have experienced that. Sorry to bring back again Boston, but for me, like the always from December to March is a very difficult part for me of the year. I don't know why, but it's mentally difficult difficult for me so when it comes boston to me i i come always uh, like burned up because of that part so when i go to boston i can say this because it has been consecutive two years that happened to me like that that even though i have done the training because i'm burned out because i am not into the happy place i have not this great race which is supposed to be there mm-hmm. right yeah great in every sense because I am not happy because I am not in touch with the base thing you know but if you get in touch with that and stop cutting the the stuff that is not needed that's when you get better off in running or in whichever in life I, I was this part of, of of this group that then became a cult <laughs> but but uh, but anyways, into the things they 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 got, uh, they have this module called work and play, and they teach there that many people go and and do stuff like they have to, right? You go to work because you have to. You go to train because you have to. You go and do the diet because and whatever. 
What about realizing that you're doing it because you want to? And if you're wanting it, play with it. And if you make that change, that that it, that's the thing that gives you, at least for me, the basing building, you know, uh, it's where you are enjoying yourself. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm going to stretch a little while. Yeah, you can do it. You know, I'm going to stop a while and see that building that I have never seen before. Oh, it's funny because I was listening to Justin's podcast and I did not realize that John said this in his podcast. I don't know, you know, or, or you receive messages. Well, at least when I am doing speed workouts, I am so focused in, in doing the speed message that I, I do not see around, right? You're just running, 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 run, 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 run. It's great also. That's a different running. But in, in the recovery, in the base building, you have the timing for being aware of whatever is happening and which message can you find and how to reconnect with joy. How Because doing running is, for me, and I believe for you too, is to be in touch with in this meditative state. And, and if you do it in the base thing, it's amazing because you are meditating, but in touch with you, but slow, but enjoying. And then the speed comes. And I believe that's the secret. I, I am pretty sure there are physical things that happens, like <laughs> you, you like you, you give your body that the timing or the strength to carry on uh, for a certain time or whatever it happens. I am not a physician. I am not a, a coach. Uh, but aside of that, it, I believe that the great advanced advantage of that is what I just mentioned. Right. When did when did you get the idea for Boston? Like, was that always a thing for you? Like, when when you started getting into running, like, because I, I know it means it means a lot to a lot of people because you got to qualify to get there, right? Uh-huh. And uh, I think for me, it was like I I wasn't thinking about Boston when I got into running. I was I don't know what I was thinking about, but I kind of like discovered it through friends that had run it or who said like, oh, maybe you can. I went to run my first marathon. Like maybe you could qualify for it. You know, mm-hmm. you're kind of you're kind of decent at running. And I was in triathlon at the time, and uh, wanted to run a marathon before I did a longer distance in triathlon. So I wouldn't run my first marathon in triathlon. Um, <laughs> so, but it was kind of like this weird thing, you know. And then like boom, you qualify, and you're like, okay, it's really cool but i you know i'm just curious like when did it come into your mind well for me boston came sorry i'm using this podcast for uh, as a therapy sorry but anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, well i i have always been not self-confident about me right so when i started doing the run thing in a more consistent and say professional way so when i entered drama for instance I saw that it was not bad for it. And and obviously my, my teammates were like, he ran Boston and he's going to Boston and he's going to, to keep Boston. It was, okay, I like the Red Sox, right? I, I've been there. I spent the summer when I was younger in the summer camp, but what the hell with Boston? You know, what's Boston? Mm-hmm. So then they told me that, no, you have to qualify. 
And then my ego bursts it up. It's like, oh, I have to. It's my first marathon. My first attempt was in Mexico City Marathon. You have to come to run Mexico City. Uh, everybody yeah. who is everybody who is in running, really, 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 really have to come and run Mexico City. Because if you want to make a really tough race, but it's beautiful at the same time, it's Mexico City. Okay, after the commercial. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will come and run it. I promise. I will. I will. You have your home here, and you know that. <laughs> uh, but I, I was. I was my first marathon, Mexico City. Not the best race. Not the best uh, track. And and I was in this attempt for going to Boston. I was. <laughs> I was just twenty five minutes away from the goal. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, then it became a kind of a, of a hidden obsession for me. I was not talking daily that I wanted to go to Boston, but in my back, I was Boston, 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 Boston. And it was in 2018. So I qualified the next year in, in Chicago, uh, but I did not make the cut. I got a five-minute gap. Do, do you recall this seven-minute gap that they... That they yeah, and it was like, how come? I, yeah, it, it is. It, it does not go that way. Because anyway, it's so competitive that the bet the let's say your qualifying times three thirty. Like it, the mm -hmm. further away or, or the the better you can do at beating that time, the greater chance you're going to have because so many people were qualifying, and then actually they dropped the qualifying times by five minutes. I think eventually. No, no, exactly. That I was in the middle of all that. And I did not got selected. Mm. I get the ego thing. So came the pandemic, no running. Well, not marathon. And then came came New York. Man, everybody told me New York is not a place for sub three. Well, not yes, it is a place for sub three. It's not a place for running your fastest or whatever. And uh huh. Boom. Sub three, and I I got qualified. And since oh, yeah. then, and since then, Boston. And I, but at least me, because I, I don't believe the marathon has that side. I made my pieces with it. And nowadays, many people tell me, why do you always want to run Boston? And nowadays I can tell you, yes, running a, a major is a privilege, but running Boston is the biggest of all. Because you don't know when you are going to be able to qualify. Because you can always run in the charity, and it's good. I am not saying that it is bad, and I respect everyone who does it, but it's not the same. Mm -hmm. It's not the same that you have the ability for qualifying. Yeah, yeah you got to run it when you can. When you, you can, know. exactly. Yeah. Don't say no, because you never know when it's going to come back, you know. I, I, I believe, well, and, and with every marathon, even your local, because perhaps you get injured next week. I, I, then again, in the state I am right now, I am doing and I'm hoping that I will be fine for coming back to run. Mm. But what if not? What if not? Because there's a possibility. Right. At least I have run Boston twice. Yeah. Yeah. You see? You did, you did it when you could. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so for me, Boston, yeah, I have... I have the drinking bottle. Right? <laughs> yeah, I have the drinking bottle, but yeah. I have the backpack. <laughs> but I have the I have the whole enchilada, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a side of that. Is is it's just a recall for me. It's not for sure enough. It's just a thankful for me, and and it does. 
And this is where 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 I see the other side of, of not my ego side is congratulations, Rodrigo. You were able to achieve your goal. Mm-hmm. And this is your price. Right. Yeah, and that and that whole experience, like you said, with your family, I think that's uh if you never well, I'm sure you will do it again, but if never again, you know, at least you had that memory too with them and they got to see that too. Can you talk uh-huh. about a, just a little bit about the culture? You mentioned Dromo a few times and you know, ah. they, show, they show up in, in, in droves and I, I actually met um, the Sindo. founder. Yeah, I met him in, uh, in California when we were there through, uh, through Sean Hamilton. And uh, uh, what a great, great guy. Yeah, what a great guy. Um, but yeah, you know, you travel as a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the, always the sense I get when I see them. And it's, I have the privilege of, I have had, I have had <laughs> the privilege of being part of this family since 2018. And when I see the privileges, because of Sindo, Cynthia, who we always we all know Sindo, because he's the head of, he's the captain of the team. But Cynthia, his wife, she's in, in all the, the back office of it. So because of Sindo and Cynthia's effort or or thing, I have the, the privilege of knowing what does it mean to be part of, of a team, right? In every sense. I have been playing soccer. I have had friends. Those were amazing, but not as a family thing. Whenever they tell you that, uh, you know, uh, friends are the chosen family, Sindo and Cynthia and Dromo brings it to the next level. Because they, they, the whole team is always there for you. If you really want to push, you can go to the guys that are pushing it. We have guys that are ultra fast. We have guys that have run Boston in 238, right? I'm like, <laughs> but at least for me, that's super fast. Yeah. Uh, or guys uh, that has been drop that have been dropping and dropping and dropping their times. Guys and girls. Actually, our girls, if you see our ratio, more girls have qualified to Boston than guys. <laughs> so our girls are really tough. Our, strong, our strong yeah. part is, is, is the girls. But that being into that culture of, of building up yourself continuously in a good sense, because we do not compete. You, you do never, never feel inside in, in drama, at least has never been my experience of competing against each other. It's the other way around. If we see each other, say, you know that when you run a, 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 a marathon, you can always say, say, Justin, we're going in the same crowd. Let's go together. And that lasts only the first kilometer, right? Tops. Yeah. Because someone drops or the other goes, whatever. But, but it happens. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're in a race and you see with a friend of Dromo, a he or a she, In some sense, or, or whoever has been before in Dromo, right? It happened to me in, in this in this uh, Boston. It's a connection that that I cannot describe. I don't find the words, but it's so deep. It's like that both energies join 
and create this bigger energy and push you through. That's what I learned in drum. That's, that's, I don't know how is it in other teams. I have never been in other teams. I can only speak of about my team. And the greatest thing about the, and the, and again, in Dromo, they're ultra tough runners. There are uh, runners that are average or even slower than average like me. Uh, there are runners that are even just starting to run. That's not, it's not about your level. It's about the connection. And that's what Cynthia and Cindy have been working a lot. The connection about around the people that are inside the team Mm-hmm. So that you feel this thing that moves you further. I, I, I don't know how to, to to say this. It's always a privilege to to be aside in running, at least for me, it's always a privilege to be aside with someone who is or has been part of Dromo in some part of, of my life. And that's what it gave me. That's the culture that Dromo brought into at least from my perspective, into the running in Mexico. Right. Uh, friends I mean, have come and gone. That's normal. People do, do have their periods. But then again, that what has been built, it felt, it feels, you know, and it feels because we learned it in a certain place where we met in time. So that's for me, Dromo. Right. Yeah, that's a special feeling you can get with the with the right group, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, I hope they get there one day and run with. No, you have run with them, right? The Insim, right? Well, no, I, I, I just more met met members of the group, but have not uh, like ran with uh, with anyone in particular. Let's say you know. So, but I mean, coming out for a group run would be pretty cool. You know, maybe it'll be on uh, the uh, Mexico City Marathon weekend or something. Like that. You have <laughs> to come shake, to Mexico. For a shake no, no, you have to come. Uh, aside of that, aside yeah. of coming to Mexico to the marathon, uh, there's this other guy who I met, who I met because of Dromo, who is Mauricio Diaz, who owns oh, yeah. I have heard of him of Aire Libre. Yes, yes, yes. He has a he has great experiences in throughout the country through running, and Mexico yeah. is a beautiful country, like yeah. yours, like Canada, or or Switzerland right now. Every country is beautiful, but but this guy brings you in. So think of Mexico also as that place where it's funny. Um, I don't know, Canadians are different than Americans, but but I have had right now friends right from the states that had never come to Mexico, and, and the last one who came, he said, and he's a seventy-year-old guy. Oh wow! He he traveled a lot around the world and and he has been to the country but never to Mexico City. So he came because we we're in, in something, we were working in something. He came and and I gave gave me a tour. And he was like it's amazing that we back home did not realize that we have Europe and now we're ago. I'm sorry, and now we're a flight distance. Right. That's Mexico. Mexico. You have Europe, but you have India, but you have uh, the the indigenous. I, I say India because we have this place called Oaxaca, which is quite similar to India in terms of food. Uh, I, I don't know my country. I I like it very much, and I just hope that everyone can come. For instance, you, yeah. just for the, the for enjoying it 
with running. Uh, another friend of us, uh, Drew, I don't know if you... Drew sorry. Hartman? Yeah. Drew just came uh, uh, a little, like, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, just came with with este, with with his girlfriend. Sorry, after COVID, I got stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's I okay. just, okay. uh, my memory just died. Uh, anyways, uh, sorry, darling. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, they came and they, they experienced what I'm telling you. They, they run with us, they run with other crews, they 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 experience the, the Mexico City thing, and we are, as perhaps as a country, we're not having the best time, but as a city, we are. We are and and uh, you have to go. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely on my list. To, we'll get back to you. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, what do you think that running has gave to you to to your life or endurance sports? Let's say. First of all, family, people like you, people like Tromo, you know, like Drew like Sean, like all the, like the heartbreakers, like Hakim in, in LA, like the KRC, K, no, see, Korean town, oh, well, you know, the Korean town guys in, in Los Angeles, uh, the Roses in New York, you know, uh, whoever, that, that super big family I have been able to, to build around the globe, literally, because of running, it's amazing. Um, but most important, what running gave me as a gift, and I hope that I have still the chance to, to get it through it, it's myself in a good term. It makes me be in touch with me. It makes me be thankful for whatever I have. It reminds me my my losses. It reminds me my flaws. But it also reminds me my essence. It it reminds me how great is it to be human. Yeah, as being yeah. The 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 luck of being human, the luck of of being alive, my friend. Sorry, tears are coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just that's that's what I meant with. With wishing everybody to to have access to this. I don't know if it's through running. At least my way was through running, and I hope it will carry on to be through running. Mm -hmm. But it gave it gives me family. Aside of also my my the family I just spoke in my my day to day family, my kids. You know, uh, they they see this dad that goes and run. I believe that's that's worthy for something. You know, like like that they. At least know that they have this chance for living. I, I don't know. It's it just gives me. It just gives me myself. Running gives and, myself. And what and what do you hope to give back? To 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 that, you know, it's clearly a powerful, something very powerful in your life. What do you hope to to return to to that that side of endurance sport? It is funny. The my best results in races have been when I have put myself 
on their service of whoever you believed in. In my case, I believe in God. I'm a, I'm a Catholic, you know, I'm Mexican. We love the Virgen de Guadalupe. And every time in those races, say New York and Berlin, I forgot to, to say this in Boston, but Berlin and, and New York, I always talked to God and said, let me be whatever you want me to transmit to the other ones. Whatever this message, the universe or God or whoever you believed in wants to give through myself, I just want to be at the level for being able to transmit it. To rip off my ego, and ego is not a bad thing, just just using it bad is what, but like everything, you know, like a mystery, yeah, it's for surgery or it's a knife, whatever, <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, no, I just, I, I, I just want to be this instrument for good. And in terms of running, I know if when I run, I perhaps, you know, someone that is my age say, ah, if that uh, old guy can do it, I can, you know? And perhaps I'm giving him, say, five more years of life. I don't know, Justin. I only want to serve. At the time, I I also want to be happy, but what I want to give back is, 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 I just want to serve. That's that's and that's all I want from to give. To well, I think that's what I can give to to running, to yeah. serve, to running and to life. You know, mm-hmm. to serve as whatever they need me as an instrument, mm-hmm. and to be then again. And this is where I where I tumble. I don't recall the name. Well, they recall the word, but anyway, this is where I to be humble. I. I I just need to be humble enough to understand that message. Uh, right. I, I have to give that, you know, back, like to humble myself so that I can give back and be that instrument. That's mm-hmm. what I have to give back. Yeah. And uh, people see that, you know, in, the, in you and uh, they see, you know, how passionate you are about the sport that's giving you so much. And uh, I, I certainly see that your, your energy is infectious. Your words are meaningful. <laughs> You know, you're honest, humble uh, guy, and I and I appreciate that. And uh, that's from the first uh, the first moment that I that I met you. You know, so thank you. But I I I I believe I'm not. <laughs> I have to work on that also. But thank you. Uh, no, uh, thank you for your words. But but yes, I'm pretty sure there just been a lot of moments where I have not been humble, and that's what I mean that I have to to change it. Like throw back the ego, like uh, move away because I am running for whatever pace, or uh, move away. I have these, you know, mm. stupid things that happen, or or I am so fucked. <laughs> Sorry, I was too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am so angry, right? That oh, move away, and 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 it happens, you know, that that move away, and you like push someone. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's what I have to contain. That's what I have to keep back to. To no, no. That's why you don't want to bring that to the court. That's not the player you want to be. That's what you have to be humble to contain yourself to restrain that impulse to. Because it's in me. I mentioned it to you. I have this impulse in me to 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 be so intense that sometimes I let myself go and I have to like contain and give back. <laughs> 
and be able to to wh whoever comes and asks for whatever, give it. And I say, not for an advice because I'm no one to tell you what to do. No, it's I'm safe for a smile. You know how how is it that you go running and all of a sudden comes I know this guy or this girl who is having a hell of a day, and then you just say hi. S stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, simple stuff. That, that's simple stuff like making your day, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's I believe that I have to work more to to do and to and to give back. Right. And mm. being aware of it is uh, often the hardest part, which sounds you are. So that's that's uh, that's great. Thank you. Well, thanks. Uh, you know, thank you so much, Rodrigo, for coming on. Uh, and having this conversation with me and to share some beautiful moments and some sound advice for sure. And I hope our listeners uh, enjoy this conversation as much as I did. No, my friend, it's, it's, I've been with you only once in my life. Uh, but we chat a lot in, in different way, in different media. I just see that every moment that I spend with you is a privilege. I am honored to have you in my life. I am thankful to have you in my life. And I just want to make it more recurrent. <laughs> yeah, we can try. <laughs> yeah, like interact more. And I want you to come to Mexico to run. Not right now, no, I'm not able to run. <laughs> you will please have to give me two more months. Yeah. But uh, but no, but I can always bike. <laughs> what I'm yeah. saying is thank you for this chance. Thank you. Thank you for it is my first podcast that I have been invited to. It's a privilege to be in yours with a friend that in life, in real life, I have just met once but it feels I have met for life. And Justin, thank you for having me and for this great moment being, I don't know that everybody's, have, well, I have to say this, you have to realize that for we started this at 4 a.m. Mexico City time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And I can hear the birds chirping now. So. Yeah, yeah, they're starting like. But, but this, this thing that just happened, it was magical for me. Thank you. Oh, Thank you for this. Yeah, for this my experience. pleasure. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk again soon. See? Take care. Okay. Bye -bye. I love you, hermano. Cuídate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Just In Stride podcast. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen, and I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Please take a minute after this to rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. With your feedback, we'll be able to make the show even better and it'll help us reach new listeners too. You can also find us on Instagram at JustinStridePod for all the latest episodes and updates. Of course, this show wouldn't be possible without a solid team behind me. With logo and design by Vanessa Pugliese, as well as audio, music, and editing by Forrest McKay, a huge thank you goes out to both of them. Guest outreach, social media, writing, and advertising are handled by me, your host, Justin Pugliese. Finally, we'd like to thank you, our listeners, for coming along for the ride with Justin Stride. <laughs>